The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure to be with you and just to live in that vibration of, you know, what it means to be an intentional spirit. I I ask myself that question quite frequently and I'm always impressed with how that answer can evolve and become something greater than what I what I dreamed or imagined before. Um, I wanted to just say thank you to all of you that share our show and let other people know about it. it you're making such a difference and on behalf of myself and Unity Online Radio, we really, really appreciate it. So thank you for being with us. And speaking of being with us, um, a great guy, uh, a a tremendous healer that I had the good pleasure of meeting many years ago, Tom Palladino, is with us today. And Tom, I am so glad that you are here. Hey, pleasure once again. Pleasure to be back, Reverend. Thank you. Well, we're kind of made in the new now. You know, it's been so long. We're, we don't have the same cells. We're not this, probably the, much the same people that we were because I think it's been many, many um, years. But, um, Tom, for our, our listening audience, uh, let us tell us about you and, you know, the work you're doing and, you know, how you're a difference maker and all those beautiful things. Okay. Well, I agree with you. Let's let's make this a, a world a better world. And I always try and do that through my research. I'm a researcher. I work with what is known as scalar energy. Some people call that uh, Tessa energy. And as a scientist, I've developed instruments that help people. Um, I'm able to improve human and even animal health with these instruments. So that's that's been my career path. And uh, Temple's familiar with, with my work. Um, we're practically neighbors. We both live in Florida. And the, the goal, the overarching goal, is always to, to help people. Is that's, that's my goal. And I'm sure many of you in the audience can resonate with that. That's my goal as a researcher and as a humanitarian, to help people, to make this a better world. And, Tom, how did you... Take us back even even further than that. We're fortunate we have an hour. We have lots of time to talk about the various things and, and what you're up to, because I know it's a lot. As a, mat, as a matter of fact, 
when we were first getting ready to start the show, we dropped you off the line. I said, well, he's been doing energy work so long, maybe he doesn't need to talk. <laughs> no, no, I, I no, always I look mean, forward hey, to speaking you, you to you. You just never know in our becomingness what's going to happen. But how did you take us back? I mean, why science? Um, so many other things you could pick in your life. Um, why did any of this become interesting to you in the first place? I'm just fascinated always with the story behind the story. Yeah, the, the story behind the story is always God. God led me to this. You know, okay. this, this is a rather esoteric science. It's called scalar energy. Um, it's not electricity. It's a different type of energy. So why would I travel down the, the path that is um, infrequently traveled, so to speak? Why would I choose that route in life? Well, it's really God who gave me the inspiration to follow this course of study. And I am I'm very grateful to God that I had that ability to do so. So what is my point? I like being a trendsetter. I like being at the vanguard of a movement. And it's tough, Temple. This is difficult. You're telling me. Okay. You do, yeah, <laughs> You're you talking don't have to your crowd. sister out here in trailblazing. Isn't it, though? Oh, my gosh. It, yes. It is. And, and you have to have confidence in God and confidence in yourself. And when I started this 30, 40 years ago, people never heard of this. Now people understand it's zero-point energy, or some people call it the quantum field. Now it's becoming common language. Forty years ago, when I started this, very few people would even listen to me. Very few people just thought it was so esoteric, it was such a nebulous concept, that I really couldn't even strike up a conversation with people. But I saw the merit to this, and it was God's grace that, that kept me going. And why did I keep going? Because I see the potential. I see the gigantic potential. And even though it's, it, it's not really mainstream news, so to speak, I see the potential. This is a technology that someday will replace electricity. Scalar energy technology will be used to, to better the world, to provide power to the world. This is the new energy source. And so, yes, very much so. I'm at the vanguard of this movement. I have no regrets for the decision that I've made in life. But um, when you're a trailblazer, Mark my word, you have to have confidence in God and you have to have confidence in yourself. And that will see you through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and we learn to uh, say certain things to ourselves and within our psychology. You know, it's like one of the things I teach some of the ministerial students in our institute is, you know, if people aren't talking about you, you're not doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just somewhere yeah. hanging out, being comfortable, and, and making sure you're reflecting comfortability. Um, you're here to make a mighty noise unto the Lord and to the law, and I know that that's something that, that you have been doing. And, you know, I think that in talking with you, it kind of reminds me when I'm talking about energies of shamanism and stuff like that. I just, I've talked about it so long and been in it so long. I just feel like it's common conversation and people know what I'm talking about. Bringing this all the way down when you say that scalar energy will one day replace electricity 
what what are we how can how can I hold that or write that on a dry eraser board? What am I? Um, and it it could be that it's something that it could be like you know how we say that when you ask me to start talking about God, I already feel like I've limited the concept, and I get that. But what at large is the scalar? What is that? What does that mean? Sure, sure. That's a great question. Well, it's it's energy, scalar energy. Now, you have electrical energy that is in vogue today, and you also have scalar energy. They're both energies. Now, why am I making that bold statement that scalar energy will replace electrical energy? Because it's clean, it's efficient, it's super abundant, and it's much easier to use. And the only reason that it's not in vogue today is because people simply don't understand it. It's going to be the difference between uh, uh, um, uh, riding around in a horse and buggy as compared to the modern-day transportation of a car. What am I getting at? This new technology, scalar energy, will make obsolete the electrical age. Why? Because it's less expensive, super abundant, and it's clean. So let's just look at this. If this energy is super abundant, it's from the sun and the stars. So scalar energy is super abundant. All we have to do is tap into this. This is solar energy or, or stellar energy. It's clean. Why? Because it's not gas. It's not natural gas. It's not nuclear-powered. It's clean energy from the sun. And it's inexpensive to use because you don't have to wire your home with electrical conduit. You don't need substations. All you have to do is tap into star energy. So once people realize that there's an alternative energy, scalar energy, which is really sun energy, the world will, will gravitate towards this. The world will embrace this. And in so doing, we're going to have the ability to fundamentally address so many of our problems. What am I getting at? If this is relatively inexpensive energy, it is, then scalar energy will, will in many ways address our energy crisis. We will have very inexpensive energy, scalar energy, and it will be clean. This is clean energy. It leaves no carbon footprint, meaning what? Then we can start cleaning our ecosystem. We're not going to be polluting with energy. The fact that it's omnipresent Okay, this energy is from God, from the sun, from the stars, then we can tap into it. We don't have to import or export oil anymore. So this is the energy revolution. This is the energy transformation that's coming. And I've, I've told people and I've predicted that someday scalar energy will replace electrical energy and, and uh, diesel fuel energy and, and uh Nuclear energy, scalar energy will be the new paradigm. And when that comes, we will consummately address so many of the problems that we have today, and we're going to solve problems. We're not going to just talk about problems. We're going to solve problems. Well, you know, and, and when we look at things as um, spiritual beings immersed in law, and we People like us, the mystics, our scientists, I just feel like we're all mystics living in the mystery of what we don't know. But in that space, 
so we have this scalar energy, which by the way, you can go to scalarlight.com and you can find out more about Tom and the work that he's dedicated his life to scalar S C A L A R light.com. But Tom, you know, it's like, well, I guess I'm even thinking about asking the question. I somewhat know the answer because I think about when, if people realize that you can age well, if you would do certain things and if you would be mindful of certain things and you would put that effort in, you're going to get long-term results, but you're not going to feed the pharmaceutical companies. You're not going to feed the drive-through windows for medication and, you know, those kind of things. And you would be more of a vegan vegetarian as our founders were in unity. You're going to probably maybe not double your life expectancy. And you ask yourself, well, why wouldn't everybody do that? Why wouldn't everybody that, why, what is the, um, because I don't know and I don't want to make up a story. um, What is the reason that we're not taking off here and everybody's not in it? I mean, I have neighbors that have solar plant panels. I have some. What is the, what is it? Is it the, 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 the six families or whatever that own the profit centers of the world? Is it being held back? What, what is taking so long if this, cause we, when we look at climate issues and various things regarding nature, not going into the political sector, but going into just the natural spirit of things, what is What's taking so long? Because I, I know you've been marching and, you know, sandals on the ground for as long as I've known you. And I applaud you. Thank you for being the one of the modern day trailblazers. But what's the hesitancy? Is because the answer is too easy and people are afraid of easy? Or my own curiosity is like, I don't get it, you know? I, I don't get it either. Okay, good. I'm glad, I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I really, we're on the same page I, with that because it doesn't it. make sense to me logically. Okay, greed, yes. Power, false power, yes. But what the heck? What What are we waiting on? Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. So I think it's so important that I speak to one or two people every day and I tell my story. And I share my scalar energy story. And if that's what it's going to take, then that's what it it will take. If it's all grassroots and we're not going to get help from from big business or or from government sources, I understand that. But so much can be done at the grassroots level, and that's what I've prided my research on. Yes, I've made some incredible discoveries. Have I presented it far and wide? Yes. And who has taken this to heart? The few the grassroots, the grassroots, but that's okay. Um, it, it, in some way, I think this type of technology, once it really becomes firmly understood what this technology can do, it will intimidate some people. You know, let's, let's just go back, I don't know, 100 years ago when people were still uh, uh, perhaps had a horse, a horse and buggy. And then the car, uh, the advent of the car, made that industry obsolete. Or let's take a look at, uh, we were using fax machines just 20 years ago. 
Very few people use fax machines. They use a text messaging. So this new technology brings with it a new way of living, but it also replaces an economy. It also replaces industries. Now, do I think there's eventually going to be a good deal of suppression with this type of technology? Yeah. Yes, I do. But that I, mean, I am undeterred. That in no way is going to be an impediment to me. I just continue to move on. But the world will see that there is benefit. The, the upshot of this is, will this help people? What's the point of my scalar energy research? It's going to help people. It's going to help people. And once people realize that there's a benefit, a benefit, then it's, so to speak, it's, it's a fait accompli. It will, will, it will unfold rather quickly. What progress have you seen? In, in, uh, as far as the acceptance of scalar energy? Uh-huh. Um, I see the fact that people are disgruntled. And I see many people realize that we need new solutions. We have problems, but those problems are not being solved. And that's the key. I am a problem solver. I want to make a contribution to society. I want to see things get better. So those people who are of the same mindset, people who want to solve problems and people who are disenchanted, because the status quo for many people is not working. And we were just through, let's face it, two tough years. The pandemic was tough. And those two years taught us many lessons. And we see some things that worked and some things that did not. Anyway, those people, especially now, are coming to me and they're saying, we want to know more about this technology because we need answers to our problems. And that's, that's how this is going to start. People have to see the merit. People have to believe in this technology, that this technology can solve problems. What's the entire point of technology? It benefits mankind. What's the point of the computer? It's of great benefit. And, and people have to understand that first. Once people understood, for instance, the computer and what a great tool the computer was, now it's indispensable. But 60 years ago, very few people had a computer. They wouldn't even consider a computer. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the trajectory that I see for technology, including scalar energy technology. People have to... They eventually have to see the computer. They eventually have to see the benefits of the computer. And then they'll say, you know, this is indispensable. We want a computer. Yeah, it's definitely interesting in our humanity, isn't it? In that, um, and we're just obviously, you know, somewhat overgeneralizing. But when you were talking earlier, I was thinking about the computer, how you used to have to type in like MS-DOS thing, double call, you know, on and on. And you were almost terrified, like, if I do something wrong, you know, I'm going to eliminate everything on it. And, you know, it really was a trip at first. And I remember, and we're going way back, because I'm, I'm pretty open at the top and definitely a trailblazer myself. But I would, you know, at first I was like, you know, I don't really see that I'm going to need to get into this. Do you know what I mean? And uh, but then, you know, the whole speaking industry, if you weren't into that, you were not in the club. You were not in the in the common. And 
um, I'm hearing you and, and holding the space. I know that, uh, for example, one of our uh, ministers here in front of a number of our ministers and other people was sharing how um, he got solar panels at his house and he didn't have to pay an electric bill anymore. Yeah. Now, wouldn't you think that every person would have said, who do I call? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Who do I call? Oh my gosh, uh, the electric bill off the chart. You know, who do I call? Um, I don't recall anybody asking that question or, or saying that. And and maybe it's like making that bridge. And I'm, you know, I'm just uh, an outsider looking in, and I don't live in your world every day. So I don't mean this in any way condescending or any way. But you know, when I think about how how it took me a while to, you know, get rid of the cable box of the, you know, 10,000 channels on the cable box that I never watched to realize that, oh, you know, as the newer generation, it's like, oh, you just do, you do Roku. I can't imagine now having a cable box. So it's, is it, is it that kind of shift we're, we're talking about? We just need enough of that kind of domino effect of people to experiment and explore and realize that you're not getting less, you're getting more. And that's what I think is so interesting, Tom, is that like when people talk to me about, um, cause I just, I live my values. I'm not interested in putting my values on somebody else or looking for an agreement club. You know what I mean? But if somebody says to me, how do you have so much energy and how how are you so young it's you it's amazing and i go well i'm i'm i would say there's a number of things but the shortest answer is i'm vegan vegetarian and immediately people start telling me what they don't want to give up you know what i mean it's like well, i don't want to give up that and i don't want to give up that and i don't give up that um and a lot of us don't even use that terminology anymore. I eat, you know, mostly uh, plant, you know, protein. Oh, okay. Well, what's that like? Well, it's a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? So is it that part of it? Is it getting the human mind to shift from you're losing something to actually you're gaining something and worst case scenario, you could actually go back to what you were doing before. Um, I'm just, I'm just having these thoughts come to me and in my own curiosity, I know that I've, I've been with this audience. Jeff and I have been with this audience a long time. So I'm just wondering and thinking, uh, you know, what, how are they assimilating this? And I can reflect like some of the hesitation out there. It's pretty fascinating. Mm -hmm. I, I I agree with you. I eat a plant-based diet. And when I term it that way, people are much more interested. If I said I have a vegan diet, and, and I, I can't say I'm 100% vegan, but that turns a lot of people off. Well, it should not. But you have to go into the science with them, and you have to explain how there are phytochemicals in fruit and, and herbs and vegetables that are unique. You cannot reproduce those. And that man-made food, junk food, is no substitute for a plant-based diet. And if you can win the argument that way, then people will believe you. Then people will say, oh, well, I understand that. Oh, that, that makes sense to me. 
but it does take education. And what, you, what is so simple to us, what you and I see as being so patent, so apparent, some people, they'll immediately put up roadblocks or they'll start to question. Well, why would you question the merit of, of the uh, um, nutrient-rich food, vitamins, minerals, herbs, etc., found in a plant-based diet? You have to get over that emotional hurdle. And this is what I found with so many people. We have an intelligence society, but they put up a psychological roadblock. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But it's, maybe it's conditioned. Maybe they learned it from, from their parents. Maybe they've inculcated that mindset. You've got to get over the objection. I call it the objection or the hurdle. And once you can get over that objection, then they'll listen. If, if you cannot address their objection, and whether it's, a, it's a, an emotional objection or whether they have, say, a cultural objection, et cetera, et cetera, you've got to address the objection because that is the wall. That's the immediate wall that you come up against. If you can bring down that wall, then you, then you will make a friend. Then you will, will gather a friend, and, and that person will be your um, follower, your disciple. So this is what I've had to do with scalar energy. I've had to make my point. I've had to explain it. You have to be very patient. Most people want to learn, but, and you have to bring down the wall. If you can bring down their wall, whether, whether that's a wall that they've imposed or society has imposed, you've got to bring down that emotional barrier. If you can do that, you will be successful. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm happy that we have another almost half hour that we can continue uh, delving into this and exploring and, and holding new paradigms for so many people and new avenues of, you know, ways of being. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and remind you that I am talking to Tom Palladino. If you're just coming on and you can go to his website, Scalar Light dot com scalar s c a l a r light dot com um, I want all of you to be aware that I'm doing a shamanic retreat which means infinity and wholeness and I'm doing that at Unity Village along with Karen Taylor Good and Stowe Daly they are so good together and uh, Reverend Mark Fuss and we're going to be there August the 26th through the the 29th at Unity Village, and you can go to unity.org and look up retreats. Love to have you with us because it's going to be an amazing time to be in 1,400 acres of land and have an experience that I think you probably haven't had before. So we are going to transcend some things, and we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. 
back, everyone, and we're so grateful you're tuning in and always appreciate you. And I'd love it if you'd visit me at templehays.com or firstunity.org because we really want you to know about our institutes and our our online lifelong learning courses and all the things that we are doing and what we're about. And it's just a very exciting time. Um, many of us, instead of you know, needle point and puzzles and all the things that a lot of people did during COVID. We, we really went to the next level of creating some very innovative things for you. So we'd love you to check us out. And I'm just delighted today to have uh, Tom Palladino with us. He is, um, you know, you, you appreciate, you know, it's, it's usually after someone's life. I'm not rushing your life away, Tom. But unfortunately, and I'm not affirming that this won't happen in your lifetime, it will. I mean, let's be real. Uh, when I was 19 years old at a Unity Church that a nuclear physicist was that worked for the government was talking about UFOs, and now it's in the newspaper after all those years. So I, I do believe that um, your time is close and will come, but I, I think the thing that that we uh, maybe even ourselves as trailblazers forget about. And I think it's worthy to draw upon it, not from a place of ego, but from a place of conviction is that this is so significant and it's such an answer for what the world is longing for from an open heart today that you have literally dedicated your entire life to it. And that is the kind of thing that, you know, like on down the road, we quote all the hours that Edison put in the light bulb and, you know, all the things that Einstein did. And, you know, a time such as this of dedication, um, you know, experience. I mean, even celebrating gay pride, whoop-de-doo, yes. But also, let's not forget all the people that put in all the dedication they did just so you could mention it out loud. You know what I mean? And I I feel sometimes in our humanity, we need to take a, a step and really get into not some intellectual gratitude, but to realize how fortunate we are that we do have trailblazers on our planet that can see, future see, as visionaries, things that are possible. So... What are some of your, um, I know you have many, but what do you think some of your up close and personal experiences are when people go, God, Tom, you know, I don't know. I was kind of iffy about all this at first, but now I'm, I'm engaged and this has happened. Do you, do you have, I know you do, but could you share some of those before and after images for us? Sure. Sure. I was speaking with two women today, and um, I have been working with them with scalar energy. I have scalar energy instruments. And both of them said as soon as I started to work with them, they had a sleep pattern that changed. They could sleep without interruption. And they told me that their chakras are balanced. And now that all goes hand in hand with my work. A scalar energy instrument will balance the brain waves, balance those seven chakras, and these two women, they, they are, are saying that, yes, the effect was immediate. It was a salubrious effect, and that they feel that this has enhanced their well-being. Well, 
that's the before and after that I want. I want I want to hear testimonies from people that are now saying that these scalar energy sessions that I offer that they see benefit and some people see a benefit immediately. And and both women noted that they had not been sleeping well for quite some time for years. But within the first three or four days of my scalar energy sessions, they not only returned to a normal sleep pattern, they were sleeping without interruption, and they had vivid dreams. So what does that mean to me? Well, a scalar energy instrument can rebalance the chakras, the meridians. It can rebalance our brain waves. This is very important. This is what many people need today. They need this, this chakra balancing, this in, which really is a spiritual awakening or a spiritual realignment. And I'm happy to say that my research is now proving that there's a direct interface between a scalar energy instrument and the seven chakras. So this, this is the new science. I'm at the vanguard of this movement. But it's, it's very real. And eventually the world will see that there is merit to this technology. Scalar technology can do so many things, including balancing our seven chakras. Now, the scalar, in, the scalar energy instrument that you're speaking of, is it a piece of equipment? I'm very literal, so is it like a, a something you can hold in your hand? When it's an instrument, is it a practitioner that has learned how to work with scalar energy, elaborate, will ya? Sure, sure. These are custom-built instruments. I, I'm working with an engineering firm. Okay. And we, we have developed these custom-built instruments. We believe they're unique because we, we have drawn up the plan, so to speak. The schematics are ours. And it's, it's rather, it's a big machine. If, if you mentioned, um, is it the size? Well, in dimension, it's probably seven feet long. It probably weighs 150 pounds, and it's rather sophisticated. So these are custom-built scalar energy instruments. And if you will, a uh, you know, hundred years ago, somebody had to invent the car and the light bulb and the computer, and today we are inventing scalar energy instruments, if you will. Okay. Yeah. And so this this is the the level of technology that we've taken this that these are engineering uh, feats, if you will. These are instruments that control that spectrum of scalar energy. And again, I have to underscore, we're not working with electricity. We're working with a different type of energy, an energy that's clean, and it's, it's essentially an infinite supply of energy from the stars. So these are scalar energy instruments. Many times I call them miniature stars because I access star energy. Mm-hmm. Which is what we are. Um, yes. Hello. Um, I love on your website that you say, um, it's, and I know you've mentioned a couple of them, but I want to elaborate. Um, it's common to experience sound and deeper sleep, which you said, a calming effect, increased energy and vitality, improved mental clarity, decreased inflammation, yippee, um, improvement in skin conditions and so many other benefits. Now, the instrument that you are speaking of, is this something that your regular um, lay person can purchase and be trained on? Is it something that right now is just with a few people 
just to make sure that it's it's treated properly or well or that the reputation is upheld or where are we with that? Yeah, at the present moment, it's it's a service that I provide. I am not okay. ready to. I'd have to have a, a rather extensive manufacturing plant to distribute these instruments. And and then there's a great deal, if you will, of of, of concern that I have in my hands that they would be used appropriately. Yeah, now, I know. Share, I understand. To share to share with the audience, when I work with these instruments. I work with people by way of their photographs. People email me their photographs. You see your photograph has a scalar energy signature or what, what some uh, cultures would say that their soul is incorporated or their spirit is incorporated on a photograph. Well, that's right. They're true. That's a true and accurate statement. Their soul or their scalar energy signal is incorporated on a photograph. So consider that I work with people around the world and they email me a photograph. Now, if I were to release this technology, then I would have the, the, the possibility that people would be working with photographs of people around the world without their permission, so to speak. So there's, there's a liability here, and there's, there's, a great, there's a great deal at risk here. So at present, I'm not going to manufacture the instruments. And, and keep in mind that this new and and groundbreaking research is able to access people and animals by way of their photographs. Wow. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite profound. You know, you, you have to consider this technology. Again, it's not electricity. We're not working with physical reality. Scalar energy is non physical. And one of the ways we can access a person is by way of their photograph. A photograph taps into that, what we would call quantum entanglement, or their spirit body. So we're taking this to the next level. We're not working with, with flesh and blood, so to speak. We're working in the quantum realm, which is non-physical, and these instruments will allow us to access that information system. It's a non-physical information system. So let me give you an analogy. We call it with, com with computers and cell phones the cloud. What is the cloud? It's an information field. And you don't need a wire. You don't need a telephone pole. You don't need a substation in that cloud. The cloud is an informational body. It contains information. Well, that's what I'm working with. But it's a scalar energy cloud. And the scalar energy cloud can access a person's spirit or their aura by way of their photograph. Now, one of the, one of the fundaments that I want to prove is that everybody's made in the image of God because if I take a person's photograph, I can access that image, which is scalar energy. So this is you know, an, an evolving science, if you will. And I think one of the spiritual inputs will be that a photograph of a person contains their, their, their God image. Everybody's made in the image of God. And this is what I'm proving by way of these scalar energy instruments, that I can tap into that, into that God force. It's fascinating. I love it. And, you know, is that 
I don't know, in in my and maybe I was this way too um, years ago. Is the res is the resistance not that I mean that's the fifteen, twenty percent that we're addressing, so I don't wanna make it that we're just talking about honorary people and they're not open. That's not really where I'm coming from. It's just that you know, we we live in a world that we frequently remind people that please don't let spirituality just replace, you know, everyday common sense. But in my findings, um, even with the teachings that we do here within unity and our principles or within, uh, you know, centers for spiritual living or whatever, I find that often because it sounds so simple when the psychology of a person often that could benefit from whatever would be that or something else, if it doesn't sound hard, it's almost like, well, that wouldn't work. Do you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) you know, it, it's like, it's almost like, well, that doesn't sound hard enough. So I don't know if that's uh, validated. Uh, Do you, do you feel that that's, anywhere with what's going on too, because I know that, um, I heard, had somebody, you know, come in, um, you know, hear me, uh, somebody that comes every now and then from out of town. And, you know, I talked about loving yourself and they went, well, I was hoping for more, (laughs) you know, I was hoping for more. I mean, you know, I mean, I already, I've heard, you know, love yourself a, a, a few times. And I said, well, isn't that special? And I, I can take, constructive criticism but have you how did you talk to yourself in front of the mirror today all right oh okay and and you're not in relationship no and then and 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 how are you doing physically okay so you know yeah you may know the concepts but living it is a lot different and the living of these concepts is not the simple part it's the hearing it maybe um, so I'm just wondering if that in any way is is part of that, right? With you, with what you're doing, it's like, oh, I just look at photographs and now everything starts working in your life. Oh, you mean I don't have to have 82 appointments? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to cost me, you know, $11,000. Are you sure it works? That's anyway, I, I'm on my... Uh, I'm on my tangent today. <laughs> so I, I frequently face the, the, the same situation and and it's a shame because sometimes a simple approach is the best approach and the most effective. Now to speak about my work, if you're working with energy, energy is fundamental. What do I mean? Energy controls matter, nature. And this is why I have such great success in balancing the chakras or the brain waves because I'm using an energy instrument and there's no human interpretation. There's no room for human error. But for some people, that's just too, that's too simple. In other words, all they have to do is send me their photographs and they will experience a chakra balancing. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's just too much for people to think that it, it it would boil down to something so simple, so direct. And I think 
I think one of the problems we have in our society where technology is king is people look at technology and they think it's complicated. No, technology should make our lives simpler, easier. So the point of technology is to make our lives better, simpler, easier, not more complicated. Now, this is one of my problems with technology. If it doesn't simplify life, then you really have to step back and say, is that technology helping you or is that technology controlling you? What's the point of technology if it doesn't help us and free us? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to free mankind with this energy. I'm trying to make it simple and easy. I'm trying to save time. I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to save resources. I'm trying to do this in a painless fashion, and I'm, ex- I'm succeeding. But some people, they, they want to do it the hard way, the expensive way, the painful way the roundabout way. No, no. That, and to me, there are some technological approaches that are expensive, that are painful, that, are, that take a great deal of time. I don't think that's advantageous. Now, there, there are, there's some technology today that I'm rather dubious about. You know, in the long run, I have to say, are, is everything that we see on social media benefiting us? Sure, it's a tool, Sure, it's a great way to communicate, but is all of that benefiting us? So you really have to take a step back and you have to say, what's, what's the result? What's the upshot? I'll speak for my work. It's simple. It's easy. It's painless. It's effective. And in this case, you only need to send me a photograph. That's what I like. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Wow. So, um, I love the fact that also you do animals, I mean, with, uh, with, with pets and is there, um, is there any particular thing that is focused on or is it the collective change? And I know this applies to people too. Let me ask you this way. Um, being a, a chakra energy worker, uh, myself, uh, most of all on my own, um, you know, I was telling someone, I was telling uh, actually the community that as I was working um, more with the root chakra, which its language is, I belong here, you know, I'm safe here, I, I am here, I want to be here, you know, blah, blah, that in the development of the of the root chakra is where taste and uh, smell is uh, established. And I find it so fascinating with this recent experience that we have been endeavor, um, in, uh, experiencing um, with COVID pandemic, whatever um, you language it, that that's what's affected, uh, you know, when people have it is taste and smell, uh, which is a metaphysical call to be, in my mind, you know, there's no accidents, no coincidence. So there's a need for us to become grounded back to the roots and energy and you know that we we're trying to make everything plastic and created and commercialized and you can sell it when oh my word it it's like you're saying okay well you 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 go outside (laughs) and you utilize the sun and the energies of the star and the moon and where did that go and you know how did how did we forget about 
you know, that that living that that way are both are both and, um, you know, but when you do the do the work with a person and I, I hear you and I hear you say you're looking at the photograph and things like that. Are you working with uh, with the mindset or the consciousness of particular symptoms or are you working with the greater um, energy that all is well from a container of infinite possibility? Did that make sense at all? Yeah, I, <laughs> I went I, all the I, way down the road, turned in Georgia and came back. Did you understand <laughs> what I'm asking? I, I would say everything. Why? Because okay. scalar energy is really God's energy. It's it's not yeah. electricity. And God is all-encompassing. So God is going to look at the soul, mind, and body by way of your photograph. And God okay. is going to correct the soul, mind, and body. And he's also, God's going to address symptoms. And he's going to address past life trauma. And he's going to address phobias. All of this is addressed by this energy. And I, I cannot... I cannot pinpoint this enough that it's not me. The animating force is God. Scalar energy is a is an all-encompassing presence of God. So I'm not working with electricity. I'm not working with magnetism. This is what makes my work so exciting. I'm, I've tapped into the God force. Scalar energy is the God force. It's not a stream of electrons. So if I'm working with a scalar energy instrument, then I am imparting if you will, the essence of God. I am projecting, if you will, the energy, the light of God, which is all perfect. And again, it's not me. The animating force is scalar energy. I simply have instruments that control the animating force of God. I tell many people, in in some respect, I have the modern-day equivalent of the Ark of the Covenant. And I mean that. A scalar energy instrument is is similar to the Ark of the Covenant, which is it's the presence of God. So you put all of that together, I am working with the God force, I can access people by way of their photograph, and the spiritual, mental, and physical healing is by God's design. It's not me. The animating force is always God. It's amazing. It, it is. It's, it's such a promising technology. This is why mm-hmm. I've devoted my life to this. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have nothing against electrical engineering, but it cannot compare to the God energy. I am yeah. working with the energy of God. It's not a stream of electrons. The world's I totally change. hear that. I totally hear that. And it's like... It's just very. Um, <laughs> it's uplifting. Baffling. It's baffling that, you know, it's like that you're not turning, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people away every day. You know, instead of I focus on talking to two people every day, and I understand that you have had more impact than that, definitely. But it's a it's a quandary, um, you know, in our humanity at times, for sure. But it's exciting, and I wouldn't trade it for the exciting. world. It's mm-hmm. you know, very exciting. Oh, I'm like you. It. Trust me, I'm not disheartened. Um, nothing's going to shift from 
just continuing to show up every day 150%. I get you. Um, I just applaud you because I know how much effort, you know, even though we haven't been in touch on one level, we have, um, we probably haven't talked in eight or nine years, but I, I just applaud you that you're still, you know, steadfast, charting the course, being the captain, and you're like so on it. And, you know, I mean, thank you. You know, that I think that's it is, is thank you for uh, sticking with it. And, you know, uh, what is it that Buddha says? There's, um, there's an explainable reason why nothing ever happens. And I'm paraphrasing. And one is um, never starting or never, never quitting. And you are um, just staying the course. And I just really acknowledge you for that because some days must be a little more energetic and, and maybe on the weary side, but I appreciate you staying with it. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, I'll leave this with the audience. Every tree starts with the seed. You might have a big tree in your backyard that might be 50 feet tall. It it started as a small seed. And that's the Mm -hmm. way I look at my research. Sure. That's profound. That's profound. Um, I also like this one. Uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second <laughs> best time is now. <laughs> so everybody, go to that website, Scalar Light, S-C-A-L-A-R, light.com. Get to know Tom Palladino because there will come a time, I think, that we're going to remember him in the course of history. So state his name, learn how to pronounce it and spell it. And we're so grateful that you're here. We are definitely Unity Online Radio and we are the voice for an awakening world. Please let us know what kind of shows you want to listen to. Email me. You can go to my website, templehays.com. We're so glad that you are here and we're glad that you are awake. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.